I'm very pleased to have somebody on the show that, honestly, we've been trying to get on the show for a while. I'm very glad that he is with us this afternoon. And I think it's just so interesting, you know how they have omens. Uh, yesterday, my buddy Paul Rykoff of the, um, uh, yesterday, my buddy Paul Rykoff um, was talking about uh, veterans and talking about Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton being on MSNBC and what they're going to say. Poll coming out today, and I hear, hey, guess who's going to be on the show today? Somebody I've wanted on, and we're going to talk about it. Mr. Jeffrey David Cox Sr. is national president of the American Federation of Government Employees. In case you don't know who they are, folks, and you should, they are the largest union. They represent federal government employees and the District of Columbia, our nation's capital government employees. Now, President Cox was elected to that position in August of 2012, and the reason he's still around, he's done a heck of a job. Uh, he, uh, by the way, was elected at the AFGE's 39th National Convention in Vegas, and re-elected to another three-year term in August 2015 at the 40th Convention in Orlando. Now, as national president, he is heavily invested in the growing union membership. Now, that's both within the AFGE and among the labor movement as a whole. AFGE has boosted its membership by more than 90,000 employees. For anybody out there who thinks, well, unions are declining, not this one. And that, by the way, is since he was first elected to the national office in 2006. Just goes to show you how good a job this man is doing. More than a pleasure to have President Cox with us from the AFGE. President Cox, thank you for joining us. Good afternoon, sir. Uh, thank you so much, Leslie. It's always glad to be back with you, and uh, I enjoy your show very much. And and really glad to have you with us, uh, sir. Appreciate it. Um, I uh, am the daughter of uh, a union worker, granddaughter of two sheet metal workers. And as a matter of fact, on my mom's birth certificate under her dad's profession, it actually said Teamster. <laughs> and I say that because it didn't even say, you know, plumber, steel worker, you know, it put the union. And over the past few election cycles, uh, unions have been very much demonized uh, by various, you know, politicians, whether they're running for governor. And now we're seeing in this year of 2016 uh, running uh, for president. Um, we have seen, as of late, the most recent polls show that I think by a 16 percent margin, Donald Trump is doing better with veterans and with the uh, military uh, than Hillary Clinton. And we're going to get to that um, about the VA and we're going to get to uh, a veteran. Um, but do you feel that the the talk that Donald Trump is giving, because it definitely seems like it's doublespeak, it comes out of both sides of his mouth. We saw that with the American Legion uh, convention. And, and how come there are so many people? How can we have the 16 percent gap, President Cox, when I, the veterans I talk to aren't buying what this guy's saying? Uh, Leslie, I agree with you. Uh, the veterans that I am out interacting with on a daily basis, uh, they, uh, they're not buying what Donald Trump is saying. Uh, he says he advocates for, uh, veterans, uh, that he, uh, wants a great VA for them, but yet he talks about privatizing the VA. He talks about getting rid of the VA. Uh, talks about uh, giving vouchers, uh, go out and stand in even longer lines for health care when the VA is a very specialized health care. Um, so I'm not totally buying uh, all the, the rhetoric that I hear. And uh, I believe that veterans want a VA health care system, and they don't want Mr. Trump to uh, get rid of it. 
one of the reasons I wanted you back on the show is the first time that you know, you were on the show, and I think it was last year in the spring, um, you did a great job. The second reason is because you were the head of a union that is growing. This is something that Donald Trump and many on the right want Americans to believe. They want to believe that Americans to believe that unions are the reason that we have jobs going overseas. Unions are the reason uh, that our economy, you know, be, be tanking, even though it's not, and that unions are to blame for almost everything it would see, President Cox. And, and I think it's terrible that they're kicking the majority of Americans, the working uh, class, and that yet um, th- there's just not the pushback. I think that there should be because the facts are when you look at your union, of what you're president of, your, your numbers have grown. Uh, we we clearly we're a growing union, and uh, we are a 100% open shop, meaning that everybody that joins AFGE voluntarily joins AFGE voluntarily becomes a member of it. There's no uh, service fees. There's no required payment of service fees. Uh, Everyone totally voluntarily joins our union. We are growing. Number one, we believe we provide great representation. We believe people see the value of having a union for a voice in the workplace, uh, for collective bargaining. Uh, Even though as federal employees we don't bargain wages and benefits, we bargain about the working conditions, uh, health and safety, and improved work environment, uh, which makes for a better environment uh, uh, for veterans in a VA health care system. I mean, if you've got uh, happy workers, then you're going to have happier uh, uh, veterans. Uh, it, it just works that way. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's important to grow unions. Unions are not outdated. Unions brought us five-day work weeks. They they brought us a weekend. They brought us a health insurance, retirement. Uh, they brought so many things to this country uh, that other employers had to give because they were afraid if they didn't give them uh, that they would be unionized. So uh, I think people uh, forget about the good that unions have done. I agree 100%. Um, You have said that Donald Trump can't have it both ways, and you were talking specifically about privatizing uh, the VA. Um, On one side, uh, you know, Donald Trump says it's a public trust. It'll remain a public system. Another, he calls a terrible situation and advocates dismantling the health care system that millions of veterans rely on. And you say that, quote, they won't let you sell them out just so some hospital CEO can profit off their war wounds. Now, we have seen this in, in hospitals outside of the VA. Why on earth would we want to do this to our vets? Can you quickly speak to that before our break, President Cox? Uh, uh, sure. I mean, uh, clearly, uh, the for-profit health care industry is big, big business in this country. We all know that. Uh, it's about making money, uh, and a lot of that money is being made at government expense. When you look at uh, uh, Medicare, Medicaid, uh, many people receive some form of government-subsidized health care this country, and so they want to make big dollars off of it. They now want to make big dollars off of the veterans. They want to take those that are easy to care for that they can make big bucks off of. They don't want to take the more difficult long-term care, such as long-term mental health, uh, that they can't make big dollars off of. They want to they want to take out the quick profit and leave everybody else behind. I uh, 
it's sort of like charter schools to me. You want to take the, the best and the brightest and leave all the other children to fend for themselves. Uh, that, that type of system just will not work. I couldn't have said that better myself. <laughs> President Cox, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back with you uh, right after this. We're going to talk about more, and we're going to talk about uh, the two presidential nominees addressing veterans and military families. We'll be back after this. Don't go away. We are back with the president, Jeffrey David Cox, Sr. He's national president of the American Federation of Government Employees, the largest union representing federal and D.C. government employees. Please check out their website, afge.org, and follow Mr. President Cox on Twitter, at J. David Cox, Sr. Uh, President Cox, thank you for uh, holding, and welcome back. Um, We have an opportunity to hear specifically with regard to veterans, veterans' issues, veterans' affairs, uh, and uh, the military Uh, the differences between the ideas and and the styles and the plans going forward between the Democratic presidential nominee, Hillary Clinton, and the Republican presidential nominee, Donald Trump. Um, There is going to be, and I think most people know tonight, a forum uh, that is actually hosted by the Iraq and Afghanistan veterans of America. Uh, We know Paul Rykoff very well, uh, obviously associated with them. And um, there are a lot of issues with regard to vets, but I think top of mind, I think you would agree, President Cox, um, is health care. And that is top of mind. And um, you have done a a great job at the AFGE of compiling facts that we have for this interview, but also for people out there to know what we're sharing with our audience, not only audibly, uh, but visually online as well. Now, like I said, they are the largest union in the U.S., And of your members, President Cox, about 220,000 federal employees um, work at the Department of Veterans Affairs, correct? Uh, That's correct, Leslie. That's a lot. I'm actually a former VA employee myself. I was a registered nurse, worked at the Salisbury, North Carolina VA for about 23 years. My mom is a CRNA, and anybody who's a nurse, she likes automatically, so you're okay in her book. <laughs> um, the, you know, when people talk about quality and service, there's been a lot of bad press and, and bad rap that the VA gets, but we need to look at facts, and that's one of the things I don't always hear a lot of, especially when Donald Trump opens his mouth. And uh, the VA actually tops the private sector in quality and service. It outperforms the private sector by a margin of more than 30%, Correct. That is correct. Uh, the VA is the best health care system, not just in this country, but in the world, and it's the only integrated health care system. I mean, uh, no matter what the veteran walks through the door, uh, be it a very specific thing or uh, uh, maybe it's a personal issue, uh, the VA is there to deal with their health care, their educational issues, housing issues, uh, the the many factors that uh, veterans face, it's right there. It's all-inclusive, vocational issues, other benefits. Uh, The VA, it's just such a great system. I tried to make an appointment the other day, and I'm not a veteran, in the private sector, a couple of months out to see a primary care doctor. My husband's an orthopedic surgeon, and right now, if you want to see him, a couple of months out. Yet we constantly hear about delays, difficulty with appointments. Facts are that veterans get appointments with their primary care doctors. And this is all the research you guys did, and thank you for this. And and this amazed me, three times faster than patients outside the VA system. 
that this is amazing because these are not facts and information that the public is hearing. We're hearing the contrary. Uh, no, Leslie. I, and uh, veterans are able to get appointments, and they're able to be seen. Uh, and uh, they may. There's times I would say with anyone, uh, if I go to my doctor and you go to your doctor, okay, we want to refer you for something specific. It's not urgent. Uh, maybe some specialty care. Uh, you may wait a couple weeks for that appointment, but if it's something you need immediate care, that's the good part about the VA. They walk you straight down the hallway, get you in with the next clinic, get you seen immediately if that's the case. It doesn't always work that way in the private sector. Uh, very true. And when we look at more of the breakdown with regard to you know, health care, well, more veterans are receiving care, not less. And that goes back a couple of years since 2014. Um, you guys have grown and you guys provide 220,000 of those great employees at the VA. But the VA has additional hirings. And you know about this. President Cox said they have hired nearly 14,000 additional health care workers. They've opened an additional 3.9 million square foot uh, space, clinical space. That means that you have a 10 percent increase in direct patient care. Why do you think that most Americans don't see, well, well, first of all, President Cox, is this a broken system or is it like any system as it grows, you have to build and that takes Uh, money and it takes time. You have to build facilities and you have to hire more workers. Uh, clearly, Leslie, that is the issue. The VA healthcare system is not a broken system. I am tired of hearing Donald Trump say that. I am tired of hearing everyone say that. Is it a system that has opportunities for improvement? Yes. Part of the problem rests with the Congress of the United States that has not appropriated enough money, built enough space, hired enough uh, health care providers to meet the demands. We've been running these wars and these conflicts for years now. We have, uh, have veterans with many and multiple disabilities. Uh, it's impossible to, to go into these conflicts and not come home with some type of post-traumatic stress. Uh, besides the fact many of these people uh, lose extremities, uh, other uh, uh, diseases and, and ailments that we're not even able to diagnose right up front. Just like if we go back to Vietnam, people were exposed to Agent Orange. They are now showing up. 30, 40 years later with leukemia. Uh, this is not always clearly an upfront, treat me one time and the illness over with. I want to look at some other um, facts that a lot of people aren't aware of, and I was not aware of all of these facts. Big, big, big issue was not just getting appointments, but the wait times. Um, we saw headlights out there, headlines out there equating wait times with you know people not getting adequate, adequate care and even you know becoming sicker or even dying. But again, reality, and it, it, it's almost like you ever, President Cox, I'm sure you don't do this, I, because my husband makes fun of me for doing it. I channel surf and get stuck on some reality show where people have never met and they get married that day, and I want the follow-up show five or ten years later. Do you know what I mean? And <laughs> and, and, I, and I say that because it, entirely different than this, but we don't do the follow-up, and, and that's what I'm saying. We don't, we see the soundbite of, oh, doom and gloom and bad, wait times, wait times can lead to death, 
But we don't see that wait times now have been dramatically reduced. Just this past year, 97% of the appointments of the VA, and believe me, having a mom who's a nurse, husband who's a physician, that's incredible that these appointments are within 30 days of the clinical indication or the veteran's even preferred date. That that is an increase just over the past couple of years of 1.4 million uh, people uh, being affected in a positive manner by this reduction in wait time. Oh, clearly. And, and there, uh, we have 39 medical centers that now offer same-day access. That's, that's, that's pretty good. But I would also, as we talk about the growing system, there is still more than 40,000 vacancies for medical workers at the VA that Congress needs to appropriate monies or the VA needs to be authorized to hire. So uh, there's, there's multiple issues and factors. And uh, one, one point I'd always like to make as people talk about wait times, not being able to get an appointment, and I suspect you and, and most other folks are just like me, it's not that I can't pick up a phone, maybe get an appointment within a week, but I'm wanting that appointment either early in the morning or late in the afternoon because it coincides with my work schedule, child care schedule, other factors in my life. It's, uh, you know, it, it's, all of that comes into play sometimes when people talk about wait times. It's not that there's an appoint, not an appointment available. It's the fact I'm wanting an appointment that also fits my schedule. I want to talk about veteran support. Let me just read just a few of uh, veterans' tweets uh, listening to our conversation in this interview. Uh, one says, uh, I'm a veteran. Donald Trump has shown no respect to the vet community. Another says, Trump record speaks to the fact that he doesn't care about us, vets against Trump. Another says, I'm headed to the NBC show tonight. As a vet, I'm disgusted by him using us as props. And I think that's very uh, clear. Uh, another says, the question is, will Trump actually support veterans issues? Another says, of course, Trump cares about veterans. He wants their votes. And I say that because you and I agree that most veterans not only, uh, you know, they support the current VA system, which out of one side of his mouth, Trump demonizes and wants to dismantle. So again, how does he get so much vet support? And will we really see that support in November after a venue like tonight where, where veterans hear, depending on what side of his mouth he talks about, perhaps once and for all, what he really plans to do with a system that most support. Uh, I look very forward to to hearing the program tonight, but uh, some of the things that I know, I know 90% of veterans report that they're happy and satisfied with their VA care and with the appointment that they, they're able to get at the VA. And uh, tonight, I um, I kind of wonder how Donald Trump will react. Uh, I've seen him as he has not shown respect for America's veterans. I saw uh, his comments about the Khan family. I have um, listened to his comments about Senator McCain's time as a POW. Uh, I have uh, I also I'm very much aware that he received five draft deferrals. So I am 
just not totally sure how much Donald Trump really cares about veterans and that they have the top-notch VA health care system in the country and that it's maintained and that veterans' benefits, the GI Bill, educational benefits, housing benefits, vocational benefits, all of those things exist and that we expand and grow them because these men and women put their lives on the line every day that we all have the right to go and vote, that we have all the freedoms we have in this country. Very well said. Um, Hillary Clinton has plans. Do you feel that what Secretary Clinton is proposing will strengthen the VA? I mean, she she is a daughter of a veteran, as am I. Um, and she understands, it would seem, health care, and more specifically, veterans' health care needs, which are unique and different than in the, the rest of us that are civilians and not veterans. Oh, clearly, uh, I have met personally with Secretary Clinton. She understands uh, the uniqueness of veterans' health care. She, she wants to increase uh, the uh, the VA uh, healthcare system. She number one. She wants to see us expand it to meet the veterans' needs. To have enough healthcare providers for the veterans. Uh, she believes strongly in it. She uh, she has uh, definitely spoke out against the Commission on Care's recommendation, which was uh, basically. Uh, uh, Congressman Miller uh, had this commission that was sponsored by the Koch brothers, uh, Concerned Veterans of America. It was all about for-profit health care uh, to push veterans out into the private sector. Secretary Clinton believes in a strong VA that's run by the federal government that would be top-notch. And um, I've never seen her back down over her uh, commitment to the VA. And um, uh, AFG looks very, very forward to her being president and seeing her make her dreams of a great, thriving VA health care system come true. Other facts we don't always hear, and I think some people uh, know that there was at least one draft deferral for Donald Trump, but he actually received five uh, to avoid serving in the Vietnam War. Um, he really, with privatizing the VA health care system, and, and that is something that veterans and veterans advocates don't want. He really wants to dismantle that. Um, you know, like you said, you look forward to hearing what he has to say because it keeps changing. Um, talk about what this would mean to a, a veteran, because obviously, clearly, vets and veterans advocates are against this dismantling and privatizing the VA health care system. Uh, if you privatize the VA health care system, what that would uh, come to, veterans would get a voucher to say, okay, go out, and this voucher is going to buy you so much health care. Uh, that voucher gets used up. It gets used up. Uh, veterans health care is very unique. Uh, uh, again, uh, if you see someone that's lost three extremities, you've got a 99% chance of the fact that that person is a veteran. We know statistically that 80% of all veterans do not want a voucherized system. They want to go to the VA. They love their VA. They love the health care they receive at the VA. Uh, they're satisfied with the VA. 
dismantling it would put veterans at a longer line uh, behind everyone else in the country. Uh, we've even seen with the voucherized system that we have uh, where veterans can go to the private sector. Uh, there's a lot of the physicians and uh, health care providers that won't accept it. Uh, veterans get appointments. They show up. Then, by the way, we're not going to see you. They're shipped out the door. They have to go get in another line. It is not a good system. Veterans love their VA, and they want to be treated at the VA. Very quickly, in a sentence, Joe in Albuquerque, question or comment for our guest, President Cox. Oh, yeah, I just want to comment. Basically, what he was saying is privatization means for vets that they, they become in, included in this much, much, much bigger pool of the patient population. I think that's a, a fair comment. President Cox, w- would you agree with that? In other words, instead of having that selective, uh, unique, geared toward a, a veteran, a, you know, a former military member type of health care and treatment, they'd just be you know, a, a, a fish in a bigger an ocean instead of the, uh, the, the little fishbowl. Oh, clearly, I would agree with that. And and again, the uniqueness of uh, VA healthcare is uh, it's very specialized healthcare. Where else do you have prisoners of war? Where else do you have uh, people with shrapnel that's in their body? I mean, that's just not a routine occurrence that happens in the general population. Not to mention PTSD. Uh, I could talk to you all day, uh, sir. This was very enjoyable. I'm glad you came back, and I hope it won't be a year before you come back again. I'll be watching tonight as well. Thank you, sir. President Cox, who is the national president of the American Federation of Government Employees. Go to AFGE.org to check out more about this great, growing, largest union in America. And follow President Cox on Twitter at JDavidCoxSenior. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery.